0: Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. Today, we are doing a bonus podcast episode. The One Mile Speed and Strength Training Program is kicking off soon, and this is your off-season motivation program for the winter because it's that time of the year again, the dreaded winter training and off season. There are usually not a lot of races that take place during the winter, but there are all these spring and fall races that are going to be happening next year. This leaves athletes with some time in between training cycles. So you're in between the fall and the spring. And so the winter can sometimes be this limbo of wondering all sorts of things like what should I be focusing on right now? How many miles per week do I need to be running? Should I be doing strength training? What types of workouts should I be doing This year, because it's 2020 and everything is just crazy, we wanted to come up with a program to kind of remove all the confusion and that lack of motivation that can sometimes come with the winter months and all the holidays. We wanted to keep our athletes really excited for training and set them up for the best opportunity for success in whatever they hope to achieve in 2021. Because hopefully there's going to be races next year, and we want people to be you know in the best shape possible going into these races in twenty twenty one. Because it's been a long time coming, and I'm sure people are just really excited to get back out there. And so this program is designed to keep people interested, um, but it's also not going to be too time consuming because it's for the one mile, right? So a little bit of the overview of the program, it's just a 10-week program. So we're just asking for a 10-week commitment from you. You can start the program really at any time, but we highly recommend doing the full 10 weeks so you can get the most benefit from this program. We're gonna kick things off with a one-mile time trial starting on December 5th. So that's Saturday, December 5th is the kickoff date um, with a one mile time trial. So just in time for the holidays and all of the winter training that comes, this is the perfect program for someone who kind of struggles with staying on track during, you know, December, January, um, and around Valentine's day is kind of when we wrap things up. Um, So this time trial uh, that happens on the 5th will probably happen after some time off or some unstructured training because a lot of people kind of stop their training cycles or they have their goal race or goal virtual race in the fall. And then, you know, around Thanksgiving, it's really easy to kind of throw on the towel or take some time off. And there's just not as many races, I feel like, in November and December. So you're probably just not training as much. So this is the perfect time to kick off the one mile time trial. See where you are at. And this is just gonna be like a baseline fitness test that we can build from, right? So we have 10 weeks to improve from there. Um, We're going to be adding in strength training and you probably see benefits from that after two to four weeks of training The aerobic work that we're going to be doing with this program, it usually takes six weeks to see benefits, but the one mile is actually a combination of using both aerobic and your anaerobic system. So, that strength system, you can start seeing results pretty quickly when we're working on the strength and that anaerobic um, speed. We expect athletes to see a pretty smooth transition in their times over the course of this program. Obviously, Not every single time, every single person is going to get faster, but we have several um, time trial races throughout the course of this. So we can test, you know, every two to three weeks to see what your progress is. And we would hope that by the end of the program, you do see a big chunk taken off your mile time, Um, which is super exciting because we all like to see those results. And once you're really faster in the mile, it can translate into other distances as well. So what will we be focusing on when it comes to the mile? So Jason, Coach Jason here, um, he actually coached at the college level, uh, is specializing in the one mile and um, shorter distance races, right? So it's a different type of training, but obviously the core of it is still aerobic. So you will still be doing a lot of running. It's not going to be too totally different from like half marathon training, 5K training, that sort of thing. Um, But there are these really specific workouts that you're going to have to kind of tap into different speed zones. So I'll have him speak a little bit to the mile and maybe his background, um, why he likes the mile, um, his background with the mile, and then how he's coached um, both high school and college athletes, um, several sub five minute milers and whatnot.
1: Yeah. So the mile to me kind of hits home because it was the first event that I ever ran you know, thinking back to like being a, a middle school and high school student, you run your mile and gym class and that's how you find out what kind of runner you are and if you have any talent. And so, you know, I discovered fairly quickly that I was faster than a lot of my classmates. So I wanted to pursue track and field. And, you know, over the years of just being part of a high school and college team, um, you know, you're doing a lot of fast speed work. And so we're not doing much as far as like longer rounds or longer tempo runs. You're really developing that, that speed endurance over time and year after year. And, I think you know you see a lot of the elite runners nowadays. Um, a lot of them grew up, you know, they run, ran in high school, they ran in college, and kind of under a same, a similar system where they've, you know, they've trained their body uh, for so many years um, through through a lot of fast workouts, glycolytic workouts, anaerobic, um, you know, and then also they are getting a lot of competition, and a lot of racing experience, and I think that that goes a long way in in improving their mental toughness and kind of setting themselves up to be able to handle the longer distances. Um, you know, take Galen Rupp, for example, um, you know, went to Oregon in college. He was one of the one of the best runners. Uh, he won several national titles in cross-country and track, and then, um, you know, he made the Olympics in the 10K, and he eventually moved up to the marathon and um, obviously finished third at the last marathon, so in the marathon. Um, and, you know, I think just being, being a... Um consistent over time with the workouts that really developed his his strong speed endurance and then that translated over into longer racing as he as he got older.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting to think about the Galen Rupp example and just a quick Google search that says, you know, in 2013 he ran a 350 mile, right? So I just think it's really interesting. Um, I think a lot of people don't really understand that that's how a lot of these marathoners and elites, um, half marathoners and marathoners become so fast, right? Like it's not like they started training for the marathon when they were twenty or twenty twenty-two. Um, I mean there are some very, very rare cases where I think they moved to the marathon in the twenties. But, you know, someone like Galen Rapp, one of the best marathoners in the United States right now, um, or the best, he, you know, has been running since he was probably like ten or twelve years old. And for the majority of those first, you know, ten years, the main focus was pretty much on the one mile or probably the two mile and then moved up to like a 5K, 8K, that sort of thing. But even, you know, in 2013, he was, you know, that was only seven years ago. So I'm not sure how old, what is he, like 30 something right now? Yeah. So that was in his late 20s where he ran that one mile time. So it is really important to have that raw speed because it does translate over. I mean, the faster you can run one mile in just you're going to have a better baseline fitness going into any other training, right? So if you're someone who off the bat can run a six minute mile, well, chances are you're going to be able to run a faster 5k than someone who can run a seven minute mile, right? Because you're just, you just have more speed, right? And I think that's what you learned when you were, you know, a young kid, um, doing the one mile at school, you know, people who have more speed They can hold a faster pace for a longer distance. And so I think that's sometimes something that's forgotten. Um, And a lot of times people just wanna, they wanna jump up to the marathon, right? Like they start running and then, Mm -hmm. you know, one year later they're like, I wanna do the marathon. And that's awesome, um, especially when there are marathons, right? Like when Chicago is running, when, we know for sure the Boston Marathon's happening, London Marathon's happening, but we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. And I just don't see any marathons that are really in sight, um, maybe some smaller local races, but a lot of those really big ones that people had traditionally been doing as like their first marathon, they're just not around, right? Like there's not the big crowd support. They're just not the same. And so I think the allure and the appeal of running the first marathon or running marathons maybe isn't as strong this year as, um, or even into next year as it typically is, right? And so it gives us a chance to really reevaluate. You know, if our long-term goal is to be the best runner that we can be and to be able to run, you know, those big marathons again and be really fast when it comes time to do that, I think the best thing that we can do is hone in on our speed and just see what we can do in those shorter distances. Um so Jason, was there ever a time where you, you know, had the speed from your one mile training and then you transitioned that into longer distance races um, and kind of what personally as an athlete like what's your one mile um, PR your fastest times and how did that help you move up in the distances because we do know that you're you know like a 10 time marathoner um, you've ran sub three several times all of those things um, speak a little bit to that
1: yeah. Um, so growing up, I ran the mile in high school, like 434 was my time. It's a pretty good high school time right now. But if you're looking at most competitive high school athletes um, at the state level, they're probably running the 420s or 14s for boys. Um, and then in college, I did run a 414. So that is my lifetime PR. And, um, you know, fairly all throughout college too, I was also running longer, a little bit longer distances like 5k and 8k for cross country. Um, But about, you know, two years after college, I stepped up to the half marathon without really changing my approach or training without doing a ton of mileage or longer threshold tempo runs. And I basically just jumped into the half marathon and I ran a 113, um, which is still really close to my PR to date. Um, So it just, I, you know, I can't help but wonder like all those years of, of just capitalizing on my speed endurance, how that made me so strong. And thinking back to the uh, elite examples like Galen Rupp and even Mo Farah, he waited forever to jump into the marathon recently till his late thirties, Um, you know, 356 lifetime PR in the mile, Sarah Hall, 431 lifetime PR. And so those are really respectable times. And you'll find like, you know, a lot of these elites that are good in the marathon, they have really good times across the board, but they probably grew up focused on the shorter distances first at some point and they got really good at them and so you know if you're someone that started running as an adult um it's never too late to kind of go back and focus on our speed i think the reason the elites are so good is they've just improved their running economy over time um you know their gait their biomechanics everything is so efficient and they're generating so much force when they're running fast so then they can actually slow down and be able to sustain a a tempo or a faster pace for longer like you had mentioned
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point in and of itself, you know, talking about how it translates to their own. But one thing that really is coming to mind when I'm thinking of all of this is a lot of people reach that point of stagnation in their running. Like you said, your halftime has been the same for a very long time. So a lot of people come to us and they're kind of just been stuck around the same times, right? Like, so maybe they're stuck at like a 150 half and they have ran like 152, 151, 149. And they're just kind of stuck in this same zone for year after year, season after season. And they think they've peaked. They think this is it for them. Um, but the fact of the matter is like, when you don't change anything, nothing changes, right? So it's These people are getting stuck doing very similar workouts, very similar structured trainings, same weekly mileage, uh, same goals year after year, and it just kind of gets stagnant, right? So doing something completely different, like flipping the switch and doing a one-mile training is something that most people have never really done before. And so doing that and pulling the plug and saying, hey, we're going to do something completely different and changing that variable can just introduce new stimuli to your body and put it through certain stresses that's going to elicit a response that we want, which is to get faster, right? You want to break through what, you, where you've been stuck, right? And so for me, for when I started running, um, you know, it was about three to four years in when I started getting coached, right? And I was stuck at, um, like a 22, 35 K. It just, consistently was hitting the same time and i remember for a long time thinking this is it for me right like i'm stuck here this is my peak you know like that was a pretty quick time um i thought at the time and i thought that was the limit of what my body was physically capable of um but there was this little lingering like curiosity within me and i was like i think i am faster than that right so if you're someone out there where like you do, you've done strides before and you're hitting super fast paces, right? Like you're hitting sub 6, you're hitting sub 7 and you just know like there is this speed within you that you just haven't tapped into for longer than, you know, 20 seconds at a time. Um that's kind of what it was for me. I was very curious. I'm like I know I can run fast for a very very short distance. So what does that translate to if I go for half a mile or for a full mile, I wanted to see like what my physical limits were um, pushing myself. So, you know, instead of being stuck running the same 5k time over and over again, I was like, I'm going to focus on one mile. And this was back in 2012, I think. Um, So I just kind of flipped the switch and, you know, went from running like a 630 something mile all the way down to Getting close to like a 5:45, right, and so that's a pretty drastic change. But doing that and focusing on that mile, it kind of just completely shifted um, my view of myself as an athlete because I realized I could push harder than I was pushing in the 5K, right? And you realize this newfound speed, new confidence. Um, you're tapping into muscles and you know just strength that you've never used before. Um, so then later, you know, a couple, a couple months later, I just jumped into a 5k just for fun. It was literally for fun. Um, and I ran like a 2050 something 5k. So I took 90 seconds off of what I thought my limit was in a 5k just from focusing on the one mile for, you know, a couple of months. And so that's the kind of results that you get when you step outside of your comfort zone and you commit to doing something different. And, you know, it might not be the typical norm, right? Like, you see people on Instagram, you see people on social media, and it's all about the marathon, the half marathon. Um, Everyone's, you know, showing off their medals and stuff. And so you don't really get that. gratification from everyone around you. Right. But this is about you. Right. And if you want to reach your potential, you really have to do something different and step outside the box and really reach for more. Um, And that's really where you're going to start seeing those changes. And, you know, if you think that you've peaked, chances are you probably haven't. And you're just kind of stuck. Right. You're just stuck doing the same thing over and over again. And this gives you a chance to try something new and see what you can do and reach your potential um, and commit to reaching your potential in 2021. So yeah, I guess you know, focusing on the one mile, a lot of people are like, okay, this sounds awesome, right? Like I wanna do this, I wanna do this. Um, The biggest difference is going to be that you're gonna be focusing on strength training. That's gonna be huge. Key to success in the one mile is to develop power and your anaerobic system we will be working on developing explosive speed that you need for a strong final kick. The strength training will help with the efficiency and the strength to be able to run at faster paces because when you're at the very end of the one mile, it's literally the strength of your body kind of propelling you forward at that point. Um, I mean, you're you're pretty much out of breath and it's just a totally different feeling, uh, but being really strong, we're really going to recommend doing strength training two to three times a week for 20 to 30 minutes, and that's part of the program. We have a very specific strength training program um, that's going to work on, you know, explosive strength and really developing all of the muscles that you need to become stronger at the one mile, um, and then training specifically for the mile with, you know, your running. Obviously, that's a huge part of it too. It's more focused on speed work, right? So it's going to be um, less of the traditional like temples, eight hundreds and stuff like that. It's going to be a lot more quick, fast, which we're going to be working at paces you've probably never really worked at. Um, they're going to be shorter with longer recovery, um, more advanced type of workouts. So instead of just doing, you know, six by 800. It might be like an 800 and then two 200s, a 400, another 800. It just is really mixing up the body and doing a lot of short intervals, um, to really work on developing that VO2 max system and lowering, um, you know, your threshold and stuff. So that's going to be about two times a week. You're going to have those intense speed workouts, um, yeah, so just thinking about the benefits to training for the one mile, I know there is some confidence building that can happen and then obviously capitalizing on speed before you age and learning how to push yourself and race hard. Um, so Jason, tell us a little bit of sneak peek about what these speed workouts would look like. Um, I know it can kind of sound intimidating like when we're talking about this. um, People might be unsure feeling like, well, what if I pull a hamstring or like all these things? They're a little worried apprehensive. Like, I don't wanna be sprinting on the treadmill. And quite honestly, like I I just gave birth like a couple of weeks ago, right? Like I just got cleared to run um, six weeks postpartum. And so I like, I'm gonna be participating in this program. But if I didn't really know a lot of the background, I would think, well, maybe this program isn't for me because I don't feel like I can sprint right now or like that feels uncomfortable to think about like going like all out um, on these treadmill workouts. So are we easing into them? Um, How fast are we really going? And is there anything that you can do to like just kind of talk people off the, the edge who are maybe thinking, you know, I don't think this program is for me
1: yeah definitely, um like any block of training that you're going to embark on, we would want to make sure we're starting with where you're at, so we're not going to just throw you into doing all this all these speed repeats if you haven't been doing any. Um, we may start with the first few weeks, you know this is a ten week program, so it may look fairly. It may look fairly easy or you may finish a workout with only doing two or three reps of something just to make sure that your body does have time to uh, recover and and adapt. Um, So we may start with things like some strides or some longer strides. Um, We may throw in just fartlek type stuff. Um... And, you know, it may not be the higher mileage that you're used to doing and your, your easy recovery days in between might be shorter as well, just cause we want to really just shake out the legs, get the blood flow, but we don't want to, you know, we don't want you to be sore from running six or seven miles in between. Um, you know, this is going to look so different for people that are used to running like 35, 40 mile weeks and doing like half marathon, marathon training, running six days a week as it is to someone that's running, um, 10 to 15 miles a week, you know, three to four days, um, you know, it just, it's really going to be tailored to kind of meet you with where you're at. And then we just will slowly build up. Um, and, and sort of the the nice thing about, you know, having a coach too, is we can make adjustments. So if we notice that something was too easy or too hard, we can kind of make that change for the next week or the next workout. We can add in extra repeats or take things out. Um, but I definitely like the variety of the workouts. Like you said, you know, you gave an example and I think, um, So many people are used to doing just like 400s or just 800s. And I think just, you know, for example, like if you're doing an 800, maybe you're changing pace every 200 just to get used to um, dialing into a certain pace, seeing how it feels, um, having to deal with uh, lactic acid buildup and seeing like how your body can react to it. Um, We may do some of your fastest workout, uh, fastest work first. We may kind of do it in the middle or we may do it at the end of the workout. It just kind of depends um, trying to give your body that, that variety. And, um, you may, you know, you may go for a little tempo beforehand or maybe do a little tempo afterwards. And, uh, I find that a lot of my athletes, when I put the tempo after the speed work, they find that it's so easy for them to maintain that tempo pace just because, uh, they were running faster. And that goes a long way, I think with improving confidence. And that's a lot about what this program is for, I think.
0: Yes, definitely. And I think the word that I was trying to come up with earlier was that it's custom to you, right? So coach is going to go over like your background and know exactly like where you are at, right? Like, so this isn't like some generic program where you put together and everyone's following the same thing, right? So me coming off of pregnancy and returning postpartum, like my workouts are going to look very, very different than someone that's been doing like 60 miles a week for the last like 12 months, right? So it's going to start like where you're at, right? So like you said, I might just have, you know, 5 by 200 meters at, you know, what my old threshold pace used to be, right? So it's it's really just short things that elicit a response. So it's always about this progressive overload principle. So we're starting where you're at and we're just introducing very, very small stressors. So it's not anything where it's crazy and we're like ripping off a Band-Aid. Our philosophy and our goal with all of our athletes is always to start where you are at and then slowly, slowly, progressively build you. We never want to just jump you from, you know, one thing of training and just like, put so much stress on you where either you're going to doubt yourself. It's going to lead to burnout. You might get injured. We would never do that. It's very progressive. And that's actually the approach that is most sustainable and leads to the best results over a long term. Because when we see programs or people just jump into high mileage or like high intense workouts that they're not used to, we typically do see, um, you know, that's when the injuries happen. That's when performances start to decline um just because of it it is too much right so our approach is very progressive very slow um and it works well for athletes right we've had a lot of success in the past um doing these things and we're really excited to kind of open up this program because in the past you know a lot of our coaches were only coaching um young people in the one mile, right? And so it's very rare that a lot of adults would want to focus on the one mile. Obviously we've had um, people focus on it and we did a virtual one mile last year and a lot of people really liked it and excelled at that. So we're just spending some time focusing um, as a group on this one mile and we're really excited to kick this off and see what people are capable of doing because we think that it'll be a huge confidence booster going into any event in 2021. So, if you are interested in joining this program, you can go to www.runforprs.co. Um, up at the top menu, there is a drop down that says 10 weeks to a faster mile um, speed and strength training, um, or you can go to www.runforprs.co backslash faster and just fill out the form there. So once you fill out that form, you're going to get an email right away with information on how to join the program. And if you aren't already a Run for PRS athlete, you've never worked with us before, we can actually get you set up with a free week of training just to kind of see. So let's say you're not really sure if you want to do this program or not, just go to our website, fill out the form. We can give you a week for free, like no information, no strings attached. We just want you to be able to see what it's like because obviously online coaching is a little bit unique and different and sometimes just getting a taste of it um, allows you to kind of see what you're getting before you commit, right? So it's a really good um, setup and we'd love to get to know you as an athlete and have you on board with us. So again, visit www.runforprs.co backslash faster and we hope to see you run a faster mile in 2021.